Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toffee, toffee. It's black up. Hashtag fuck headers. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Up and down. Well done. Bye bye. Come on! Hello and welcome to a Bergkamp Wonderland. Archie, I'm really sorry we've made you wait. I do apologise. But Simon is late again and you know what he's like. He's a bit of a git. I don't know. Hello, how are we? It's been strange. Are we actually going live here? Here we are. We are. We are live, are we? Yes, we are. Sorry, we're having gremlins. I do apologise. Um, Yeah, COVID, it's all nuts. I don't know what the hell's going on, but we're back. And so we're just having a bit of fun tonight, talking around what's happened this season so far, and I hope some for running. So joining me tonight, I have an illustrious, an illustrious um lineup. It's the one and only Jeff Arsenal. Say hello, G. Joyce, how you doing? I'm happy to be talking to you, Pam. Yeah, no, it's good, isn't it? It's been a while again. Mind you, it was on the last podcast together, weren't we? That I appeared on anyway. So, you know. Yeah, we were, we were, we were. But that's like, that's like months to me. I know. Yes. Yeah. Have you been watching any football at all, the German league? I've watched a bit of it, but I found it really difficult. I don't really have a German team. I picked Union Berlin because they the fans built the stadium. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> This is a really good documentary. Me and me, Fifey and John have been talking, going out there to watch a game. But I'm a <laughs> Christ, they're awful, mate. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's just awful watching it with no fans. So yeah, um, I'm just hoping that you know our running's a bit more exciting. Yeah, no, it's just a bit, it's a bit drab. I don't know, but I'm not. I feel I've watched the first couple of games, but have they got have they got the crowd noise as well now, haven't they? Apparently, apparently so. I haven't. I haven't seen anything this no. week. I haven't. I'll have to have a look in the weekend now. But, but you know uh, what? Funny enough, I am looking forward to it coming back. I was against it at, at the start because I just I didn't really want Liverpool to win the league. I thought it'd been fucking hilarious, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? But you know now, now it's um, now we get to a point. Where I'm just, I just want to watch the Arsenal again. I'm, I'm, I'm gasping to see the Arsenal. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. I think gonna, we'll obviously discuss the games on the way through. That'll be fun. Yeah, let's be honest, G, you know, we've had a shit season, okay? As ABW, we've had a shit season, okay? As yeah. the Arsenal, we've had a shit season. And this COVID thing and everything's happening in the world, the world's gone mad. Yeah. And that's all we want is a bit of positivity and something to take our minds off the lunacy that is this planet at the moment. And and, and, and let's get behind them, you know, you know this, this just... You know, I, I, City away ain't a good start, though, mate, is it? Right? Hey, hey, Look hey. Look at the positivity. Look, let's get to the straight, okay? If you're going to have a go at it, okay, smack the big fella first, you know? Smack him in the gob and see what happens. And <laughs> after that, it'll all be fine. <laughs> we might we might even just catch him up there, uh, you know, on, on a bad day. I think everyone's going to be slow starting. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, absolutely. We, we, we might catch him, you know? Hopefully. Uh, hey, fingers crossed, pal. Fingers crossed. Right, this morning, the other lads. Here we go. It's our hero from the front line of COVID mania. It's Ellis Mel. Say hello, El. Hello. 
I'm not sure how I liked being referred to as an old Cesc Fabregas by Jeff, though. Oh, no, shocking. <laughs> and I do apologise. That was not fair. I just thought I'd fill in the, fill yeah, in the well, viewers for that. I, I, and I do apologise, Held. I mean, there's me and Jace chatting away there for like five minutes or something while you're sitting in the sideline. There you go. Just what a bit of stewing about that yeah. comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, earlier on, me and Jeff told me, he said, look, we'll leave the boys wait. Fuck up, he said. <laughs> we'll leave them stay <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, how's everything down? Is the farm good? Yeah, everything's good down here, as best as it can be, considering. But I think things are looking happier, happier times. We can see a bit more people in the outside world, and football's on the way back, so you can't complain. Absolutely, Ben, absolutely. And last but not least, um, he's been chatting to some VIPs earlier today, but now he's chatting to the true. VIPs, the true MVPs. It's Simon Collins. Say hello, Si. Hello, mate. How you doing? Sorry I was late. Oh, I kept everyone waiting. Yeah, I was calling you a bit of a TWAT earlier on, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's okay. I've been, called much, I've been called much, much worse. And even in the fucking chat box here, so... <laughs> yeah, you are. Don't worry. I don't think I'm going to be harsh. That's fine. I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm well. Just, it's, it's, this is a happier one than the last podcast we did together. So, um, yeah. you know, it's been a tough time. And I'm just trying to look forward now to having a bit of positivity back and I'm just enjoying football and the listeners and each other again, you know. Um, mm. Do me a favour, tell the listeners who you're chatting to earlier on. I was on a, a Zoom call, not as good as this one, uh, with, Gar- with Gareth Southgate. And uh, I think I'm pretty sure. Actually, I think Danny was doing the buttons for that as well, because because the because the audio kept fucking up and he loads of errors and that sort of stuff. So, what was you in the Pizza Hut or something? Somewhere is it still, is it still sponsored by the Pizza Guy? No. Well, Southgate was saying how um, he's he's been delighted. There's been new Euro, no Euros because he's been watching Euro '96 reruns non-stop. So it's been great for him, isn't it? So. Poor sod, but um, no, I imagine this will be a bit more laid back probably than the other one. Well, wait and see. This is the Arsenal mm. I'm talking about. This is the Arsenal. Yeah. Although I'll tell you what, um, I watched my first German game with the fake crowd noise the other day. And I actually, I actually thought it was better with the fake crowd noise. I'm not against that. At least they're trying something, you know. Like Jeff, I was really negative about football carrying on. I watched the um, the the, the Rue Derby, uh, mm. can't remember what it's called, because Rabi Matondo plays for uh, Schalke, and it was really bizarre. And so anything they can do to try to make it better, you know, you know, we are where we are now. There's no point moaning about it. There's no point in trying to slag it all down. You know what I mean? I think we've just got to try to make the best of it. And uh, did you did, have you enjoyed the football? Yeah, I've. I've... I think the thing with it, no fans, I think what we'll quickly find is that when it's your team, so when it's Arsenal playing, I don't think you'll care about no fans, all that stuff. You'll love it. I think quite quickly people will lose the love of the fact, you know, oh, look, I can watch Palace v Everton because it's on TV. And I think people will suddenly realise, oh, it's not that great. But when it's your team, I think people will love football being back. But I think quite quickly we'll realise that other games... When you haven't got the fans and it's not your team, you'll be like, oof, 
I'm not really going to watch that. But. Simon, have they got it synced? You know, the you know, if the goal goes in, they've got the crowd cheering. Yeah. The goal, so, goal, goal against is like. So the Dortmund game was the first game I watched, and they basically had the sort of background noise for a normal Dortmund game. So they had the sort of drum, you know, the yellow wall going, and then if there was a foul, you would have sort of jeering, whistling, and then for a goal, there'd be you know a slight delay, but I mean one second, and then the fans. And for me, it was better. It's like. Similar to when you're playing a video game, you know, and you've got the volume on like that. So I actually found it was better with the fake noise. And you're going to be able to choose whether you have it on or off. But if I was watching it now, I would have the fake crowd noise on, I think. I think it just made it a little bit, a little bit better. More realistic, how, yeah. how are they doing that? Yeah. Are they literally got some guy sat by a soundboard going, cheers? No, there's a Norwegian firm uh, <laughs> and it's, it's done, via the, done via the TV stream. Yeah, it's just not it's not um, falling into the ground no, <laughs> on the, on the TV um, stream. Pardon, I only know because I was listening to Ask Blog earlier on. That's the only reason I have any clue over it, you know. But um, uh, yeah, look, let's get into this anyway. First of all, let's get into this um, uh, chat box. So first in the box was Archie. Archie, welcome back, bro. Um, Stefan Selby, the one and only. As usual, Danny the GFP and Danny, to be fair to him, is smacking out a load of tweets to get people listening and what have you. Cheers, Dan. Um, then we had Ellis Mal. Well, it's about time he joined us. You know, he's a bit of a git. MJL was there. Alonzo Spencer, the one and only. Stephen Edwards. Julian Salmon. Um, who else was there? Who else? Oh, God. Oh, I'm just going to live here. Ron Rees there. Hello, Ron Rees. Jeff Holofriend, the one and only. Ah, oh, there's a lot of one and only's there tonight. 95 Winston's there. Oh, guys, how are we all? It's so good to have you back. It's so good to have you back. Welcome back. Um, so, lads, let's start talking the Arsenal. Um, Jeff, been a bit of a roller coaster of a season to date. Yeah. Um, our league position ain't great. Um, what are your thoughts today, Paul? What, what, what are your thoughts on the season today? Well, it's, it's been, like you said, it's been a roller coaster season up to now, isn't it? I, I'm just hoping that um, they've done a hard reset, all those players in the break, and all they are going to take on board is Arteta's philosophy on the game rather than what they've been taught by the, 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 the chat before him, you know. And if they, if they can do that and, and play play the game the way Arteta wants them to play the game, I think we might have half a chance of, of you know, climbing up a little bit. I, I still don't think we're going to make top four. But, you know, if we can we can, if we can, can have a decent run, get the City game out of the way. We've got Brighton and Southampton, uh, Norwich at home. In between that, I think we've got an FA Cup game, haven't we, against Sheffield United. Um it's, I mean, it's going to be difficult. You don't know how, you don't know how, how they're going to start it, how they're going to shape up, how how other teams are going to going to going to get on with it. But our season overall so far has not been very good. It's been it's been you know it's been disappointing, isn't it? Compared to yeah. you know even our last our last ten years under Wenger, it was never we we haven't been this shabby. But having said that, <clears throat> me, I have seen uh, an improvement. In the way the team, uh, uh, the setup, the way they're playing, the confidence they've got under Arteta, rather than what do you call him? Oh, uh, Unai. Hey, well, that's, that's yeah. You know, I've even forgot his name. God, yeah. God bless him. Unai Emery. And 
I mean, but you, you, again, you can only play with the players that you got. You, you can only work with the tools that you got. I think I think Mikel's he's got a lot of work to do there. But like I say, if he's had them on the on the on the uh, training pitch for a more consistent time now, because you know when they've got games, they've got two, three games a week or whatever. They don't really get any time on the pitch. You know, they don't really get on the training pitch. So, you know, they, they, or, and the time that they do have, they'll only just do set pieces and stuff like that. Whereas where there hasn't been any games and the time that they have got on the pitch, they're not really prepping for any, the next game coming up. You know, the team they've got coming up and and, and, and the, one the Tuesday or the Wednesday are, he can, he can implement all his, all his stuff and all his ideas and all his methods on those players in his own time over the last, well, how long they've been back? Two, three weeks? I don't know. Two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's every day that you can work at it. You know, it's, Ellis, it's, what about you? What do you reckon about that? It's so difficult, isn't it, really, to think there's, there's not really much way of telling how we're going to come back. Like you say, he's got two weeks is a, a good time because you've got to think when he came into the team, he probably didn't have, like you say, that time to prepare to have the solid two weeks before the game. It's almost like a it's like an off-season, isn't it? Essentially, they've been off. He's had like a little mini pre-season there. We've had a game against Charlton um, a few days back. So he's had some time to sort of get his ideas across. Um, I'm optimistic. I probably would be about anyone, to be fair, because that's just the way I am. But I hope he can. Like I say, he's, he's learned from some of the best in Pep and, and Arsene Wenger. I was listening to the Tuesday Club the other day and they were talking about his last game for the Arsenal and how he was crying. Like, I think he's a proper Arsenal man. and I, I, I really can get on board with like his values um, of football and I hope they come across in the way we play I'm not like, like you Jeff I'm not expecting much I'm not expecting us to creep in into the top four I had a little peruse at the older table I didn't realise we were fucking ninth a <laughs> 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 game in hand that's what I've literally yeah, forgotten football existed for like the last however many weeks um, but like yeah a game in hand uh, on 40 points but we'll go above Spurs when we beat City <laughs> we can draw but we still won't go above them but yeah well, why not? Why not? The, you know, look, I know they got better players than us, okay? I know they got Pep Guardiola, and all, but I think the one thing that's a German league has seen is yes, you know, okay, Bayern have looked good, but they're, they're spectacular. If Mikel's been able to do the hard reset and get these guys playing in a system that suits their skill set, because that was the one big thing with Unai. Unai didn't look at the skill set of players. You know, you know what I mean? He just he, he, he looked at the opposition too much. If he gets the most out of players out, you know, do you think, you know, you, you look, Aubameyang, if he's firing, Martinelli, you know, you've got uh, Saka, you, you know, we've got a lot of attacking. You know, if Lacazette can find his form again, all of a sudden we've got a lot of attacking tools. Why not go up there and have a crack at them? Go in and smash them in the gob and see what happens. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Like you say, we've got one. Everyone's fit and firing and in form. Like Lacazette was a bit out of form before the season, but before the season came to a, an abrupt end. But he scored a decent goal on the volley. Which, even if you're out of form, that's a good goal to score. Even if it's technically pre-season, if you want to class it as that. But yeah, we have uh, no one's doubting our attacking potential. It just obviously wasn't really utilised under Unai Emery so hopefully Arteta can get that out I think obviously the concerns we know what the concerns and our weaknesses are but if we play to our strengths hopefully we can get to that sort of team that are a bit of a glass cannon when they're firing on all cylinders they're firing really well but we might just need a bit of strengthening in the, in the back and where we need strengthening 
<laughs> no, that's cool. Sorry, um, your your thoughts, pal. Your thoughts. Jump in. I actually think. I mean, the interesting thing from watching the German league is how this sort of idea of you know having home form and the benefits of playing at home has quite quickly eradicated, in the sense that. Because, I mean, I know you're playing in your home stadium and you've got that awareness and you're used to your surroundings, but without your fans, it really is almost a neutral venue. Um, And a big part of Premier League clubs actually wanting to play in their home stadiums was for sponsorship reasons and because, you know, Emirates or whoever that pay their money for Arsenal to play at the Emirates Stadium. So they don't want to be playing neutral venues. So I really think that's going to be a big leveller, particularly for a side like, you know, Arsenal, whose away form, let's be honest, has been pretty atrocious um, and, and they're now going to be able to play against Manchester City in front of no fans against Tottenham in front of no fans so I think for Arsenal I think I think it's a benefit for Arsenal a situation I mean you, you don't want to say anything like oh this has happened at a good time for them and there was an interesting incident the other day where I think a player said something like oh you know from another team said, oh, you know, the coronavirus has come at a good time for us, which is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Oh, but it's, oh. it is the situation for Arsenal in terms of the state of play now, I think it really has levelled the playing field. Certainly for away from home, you know, away games aren't going to be what they were before. And you think, look, Sheffield United in the FA Cup, that game there, that is not going to be what it would have been at Bramall Lane, you think, playing that place in front of 25,000, 30,000 fans. It's not going to be the same. So I really think for Arsenal... The, the lack of fans will benefit them away from home. I, I, I think as well, I was, I was watching um, Don't Take Me Home. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a documentary on uh, Wales in Euro 2016. And um, I was re-watching that the other night. And during the Russia game, we, we're all over Russia. We, we, we smashed Russia off the park. And Chris Gunter's walking past uh, the bench. I'm not sure if it's first half or second half. I just turned to, to Chris Coleman and said, enjoy this, boss. Enjoy it. And I, I, it just made me think about communication on the pitch. And I think, with you know, whereas sort of you've got people like Pep, etc., whose teams are very well drilled, obviously Mikel is still forming that relationship with these guys. So I, would, do you think it's going to be a benefit for Arteta? He's going to be able to get his voice across in these games doesn't matter where he is now, you know, he's going to be able to issue orders from the sidelines. I know other people are as well, but they've got their relationships already. He's still building his. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I mean, I think as well, I think the, the interesting thing as well, as, as well of that, I mean, we're, if you do have no crowd noise, which some fans might want to watch, you will hear a lot more and you will also hear the players who talk more on the pitch. I remember watching that uh, England-Croatia game behind closed doors, and you could hear Jordan Henderson almost non-stop for the 90 minutes, and you suddenly sort of realised why he's such an important player in that midfield, because of what he does and the talking and shouting. And that first game, actually, I think will be quite interesting from a viewpoint of being able to hear Guardiola and Arteta on the sidelines shouting at their teams. And as well as you saying that point about how you know he can get his message across easier... I think if you've got five substitutes as well, I think that will make a big difference in terms of how you can tactically shift the game. If you think about that, you can change half your outfield players in a match. You can completely change the way you're playing with that. I mean, before, three subs is so different. And Wenger made the point in his interview that, you know, one of those subs you've got to keep in case someone gets injured, really. Whereas now, when you've got five subs, you can really be so tactically fluid that we'll probably see the likes of Guardiola, maybe Arteta, showing what the benefit of is when you've got a big squad and when you can make those changes. 
Well, it may be the one thing he struggled with to date is 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 his substitutions. Jeff, um, you know, I'm looking at this. I I'm I'm, a, I'm Mr. Positive. I I am okay. I think we can go up to 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 uh, I was going to say Main Road. We can go up to City. We can That's really get, yeah, thank you. We can give him a bloody nose and kick him in the nads and 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 take away three points. Okay. I know we've struggled to date, but I think he kind of knows what his best defence is now. He could have the added benefit of having Tierney back as well. Okay? The big issue I see is the midfield. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts on the midfield? How do you think he's going to go with this midfield? Who we got? Give me the, give me the choices. Um, okay, so you've got... you've got Wendozy, your pal. Oh, he's fucking awful. Right. <laughs> right, okay, so we've got um, Granit Xhaka. Yeah. yeah. You've got Lucas Torreira. You've got yeah. Danny Ceballos. Yeah. Mesut Ozil, Maitland yeah. Niles, yeah. Willock, Gwendouzi. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, I probably. Oh, I, I think it's. I'll probably go with, with Xhaka and um, Torreira. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Chaka, but you're talking about Man City away, yeah. Yeah. I think you've got to go out there with a little bit of experience. I think uh, I don't mind Guendouzi, but I think him and Torreira, uh, I think they're about even money in my opinion. So either one of them, I, I don't really mind. Uh, I, you know, what do you do? Would you go out there and play a, a three up top like, and, and and you know, with mm. with with. Um, Lacazette in the middle and Bamiyang and uh, Martinelli. You know, I mean, it's a great three, isn't it? Up top. So the midfield, you're going to have to have a little bit of defence. I mean, offensively, I think we're fine. I think we're, we're, as long as you can get the ball up to them and play, we're fluid, we're, we're, I think offensively we're fine. But it's would you play, about the defending. Question is, would you play Sabayos in the Ozil role a little deeper, go to that 4-3-3 rather? No, not 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 the first half anyway. I think he will appear. I definitely think he'll appear if he's fit. Um, it's going to be a tough game up there, mate. You know that anyway. You play Man City, play Man City, and Anthony Marshes, mate. It's going to be a tough game, isn't it? You know. So I mean, they've got so many good. They've got so many good players that can change. A, the flick, it's like a flick of a switch. You've got so many top players that, and they're all going to be fit. I think, aren't they? Obviously, the break has, has gone good for some teams and bad for others. You know, but. Um, so, so we've got to go out there, just be positive. But I don't, I think, I think it'd be a fool to go out there and try and, you know, outscore Man City, so to speak. I think you've got to go there a little bit cautious, uh, try and keep the ball. If you, you know, that's uh, yeah. against, uh, against the passing, quick moving team, you've got to try and keep, you've got to treat, can't try and try and keep hold of the football, you know, keep hold of the football and, you know, try and play your way into the game. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, we might go out there and shock them. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, you, you know, I, look, I've just been a bit harsh on Wendouzi. I don't mean to. Sorry, Matteo. Um, you know, I'm hoping he comes back. I hope, I'm hoping the time he's had now with um, Mikel Arteta has helped him develop a bit more. I just thought last, you know, this season, he'd been, he's been a bit ponderous for my liking. And he hasn't got quite got the athleticism or the pace to get out of that. But if he moves the ball quicker, he can overcome that. And he can do it. You know, he's got the talent. So, Apologies to uh, Gwen Doozy there. Start being a bit more positive. A couple of quick shout-outs. Thunder Road, Sam Fisher, Cactus Cash, um, Alonzo Spencer. You get another shout-out, Alonzo, because it's you. Hello, all. How are we? Um, Josh is in there as well. How are we, guys? 
um, and supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Is docious is there? Sorry, I've ruined that. That's that's not like me. I get that right every time. Um, L, what what's the sort of formation you go to city with? Because I'm 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 wondering. I find this really interesting to see everybody's different thoughts on this. You know, would you go three five one? Uh, sorry, three four one. You know what I mean? Playing the wing backs. Oh, three four three four. Oh, sorry. You know what I mean. Would you go four three three? Would you play wing backs? What would you do? Um personally I prefer four three three. Um I I'd I'd probably disagree with Jeff. I think I'd rather start Sabias, like you said, a bit deeper over Urzel and sort of slot him into that sort of three man midfield. Um I'd probably go Jack or Sabios to Rara for now in, in the three man midfield and um Martinelli, Bamiang, and Pepe across the front three. A lot of pace, a lot of energy. Um, because like like Jeff said, quite rightly, I I think if you just try and take City to the sword, you're probably going to come out um, a couple of goals down. I don't think you're going to outscore City. But if we've got pace and the ability to counter and a bit more sort of bodies in midfield, I think that'll work in our favour. So I'd probably go for a 4-3-3 and um, have some energy. I know... I, I think Xhaka, again, like a new player when Arteta finally came in and, and, and turned, t- turned around what could have been a really toxic, horrible situation after what happened. I mean, he looked like a completely different player. He's, he's still, he's obviously got his flaws. We all know Xhaka's weaknesses. There's no point highlighting him. But if, I think if you put the right midfielders around him, then you can probably get the best out of him. Having someone in that sort of deeper position with a couple of, with Torreira and Sabias with a bit of energy and a bit more sort of quicker feet. I know probably Torreira probably hasn't got the quicker feet. That's more Sabasa's kind of thing. But they hopefully will balance each other out and help Jacker and allow for a, a potential counter-attack with pace. So for me, I'd probably go for, for a 4-3-3. Three, three. Even I can't say the formation now. Um, <laughs> what about you? What do you? What's your feelings? Would you go similar or are you completely different? I'd, yeah, I'd, I would go 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, I, 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 I you put her around here, man, wouldn't you, mate? Mate, okay. <laughs> he and Aaron Ramsey right now. We've been top four, okay. You know, I, me and Raul Sangley, he are not mates at all. I'm not mates at all. Yeah, the, the the quality will go for nothing. And you've seen that in a, in our midfield play this season. It's been dreadful, absolutely. Uh, it, it's the worst midfield I've ever seen from the Arsenal. You know, I, it's been shocking. All these people talk about Danny Sabayos. He's been pony. Absolutely pony. You know, people talk about 30 million quid for him. I wouldn't pay 13 million quid for him. You know, lovely on the ball, very little end product, very little man go forward. But, you know, you can say, oh, he's had injuries this season. That's fair enough. But, you know, he's flattered to deceive. After all the wank after that um, uh, Burnley game, <laughs> he, you know, he was oh, awful. But I, 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 I don't know. I think you're being harsh on him, Joyce. Harsh. What's he contributed? Yeah. He's had one and a half good games. No, one and a half good positive, games, mate. Gee, he's lovely on the ball. He doesn't grab you a goal. He doesn't grab you an assist. Okay? Yeah, he he yeah. doesn't make a difference in the field. I don't know. I, he, I think he does. I think he, he uh, keeps possession really well. <clears throat> he's always looking forward. Whereas, whereas Chaka, most of the time, is just looking sideways or 
I, I, I think Jacques gets a hat. I, I tell you, Anthony, I watched the um, uh, 2017 Cup final the other day, and Jacques and Rambo played Kant there and the boys off the park. Off the park. Okay? He played them off the played the best midfield in the land off the park. Yeah, Danny Ceballos, nowhere near that quality. And to be fair to Xhaka, he's not had a partner who can help him like that. Torreira's not that kind of guy, not quite um uh, not quite athletic enough. Okay, and he, he he's a scanner, he's somebody who wants to defend, who's good at snuffing out some uh, things. Um Gwendozi hasn't got the athleticism. Or the ball skills yet? He's only he's only a kid to be fair to him, okay. But you know, I, I think if we're going to go City this week, this weekend, I think I would go Torreira and Xhaka holding, and I probably would play Sabayos just a bit in front of them to try to keep the ball and control the game. Okay, but then you've got to load it with pace. So Martinelli, um, Alba, and. I would play um, uh, uh, um, Lacazette to try to hold the ball up, and then you know later on when the, when the legs are going, bring on Saka, bring on Nelson, maybe you know, uh, and try to freshen it up to have that pace to catch him on the counter. Say, what are your thoughts? Um, it's going to be difficult. I mean, I, d- I don't know Torreira if he's going to be fit is going to be one issue. Um, I personally think I know we've had a lot of problems in midfield. I think it's got a lot better under Arteta. I think under Emery, you know, I agree with you a lot. I, I particularly found when it was Xhaka and Gwendouzi playing together that Gwendouzi positionally didn't really hold his his place in the side as much, and he would sort of drift out to the flanks and he'd get beaten. And Xhaka then, when he's left isolated one on one. You know, he's. We know his pace and his athleticism is not great, but I feel the midfield is a lot better. I think you've got to have Xhaka in there. I think for solidity. Um, I think Sabias is someone again who's looked looked better since um, since Arteta's been in there. I think for me, the the real debate for that City game will be around whether you play Özil or not, and whether you trust him in a big away game against the top six side, which. Normally he hasn't really showed up in and, and normally he doesn't do the defensive work that you'd want to do. Um, for me, I'd probably, I'd lean against playing Ozil. Um, I think you're better off having the likes of Martinelli, Saka, those guys who work hard off the ball in the side rather than him. Um, but I think the issue will be is if Torreira's not fit, how do you get that player to do the dirty work against a team like City? Because we're gonna, you're going to need someone to do the dirty work against City. Would you, um, oh, sorry, before we go any further, Vivian Whittle's in there, um, Steve's daughter. Viv, we were talking with Steve the other day. Um, the Lord Hillwood is always in our thoughts. We love him dearly. Um, you know, from all of us here, we're sending you a lot of love. We send you a lot of love. You know, we we, we miss him terribly. It's, um, uh, it, there's no words to describe how we feel about it. But um, uh, we're glad you're in the chat box, Viv. We really are. Welcome to the show. Sorry, Sai. Um, okay, so if for argument's sake, Torreira is not fit, I, I, I would probably put Gwendouzi alongside um, uh, Xhaka, myself. Mm. Okay. Do you think Mikel would trust him? Yeah, see, I, I never I never liked Xhaka and Gwendouzi as a two. I, I wouldn't mind that so much if, if you had Sabios in there as well and you had it as a three. 
Yeah, I think it's okay. I, I think Gwendozi is. I've got to be careful what I say here. Um, he, <laughs> he, well, just the He reminds me a bit of of not in the way he plays, but in the same way when you have Pogba and you've got to play him in a three. I think with Gwendozi, I think you almost have to have him in a three because he's so sort of maverick and box to box. And positionally, I don't think he's that strong. I really only like him when he's playing in a three. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't mind playing Guendouzi, but I think if you're doing that, you're not playing Ozil and you're playing Sabas and Jacker for me. I, I don't really trust Guendouzi in that two. Not away at City, anyway. I, I, I don't blame you at all. You know, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I, I, I look at Guendouzi and I think, yeah, beginning of the season, you could see some improvements in the game, but he's not moving the ball quickly enough positionally. You know the number of times somebody runs past him, and he's he's not at home, uh, and and we, we 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 then concede. It's ludicrous, but uh, you know he is still young, and I think this is the great thing now is that if Arteta can get hold of him on the um uh, on the training pitch, and really really you know drill into him what he needs to do because there's nobody better than Arteta with his attitude towards the game. And let's be fair to uh, to Guendouzi. He's still a young lad, you know. He's he's going to be a bit of an idiot at this age. That that's 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 how life's meant to be. And hopefully now he can really uh, inject some discipline into his game and drive him a bit forward, you know. And and, and let's be honest, okay. You know the, the team wasn't great either, so that's going to have an effect on Guendouzi as well. So although I've been a bit harsh on him, you know, it's not the end of the world. Gee, defensively. Yeah, I, you know, I've just been thinking about that. Um, I, I've been thinking over, you know, past weeks. We've got, we've got the we've got the situation now with Tierney's back. Is he back? Is he back in, in full training? I think he is, isn't he? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's back from training. Yep, right, ready to go. So, so, so you've got you've got Saka who, who we're trying to. Has he signed the new contract yet or not? I don't not yet. No. Not yet, that's but we're going to come to that a bit later. Lads. Oh, okay. You want to you want you want to talk about that later on? That's all right. Yeah, I, I, want, I, want to talk, I want to talk about who would you play there first? Okay. Um, Josh is just putting the question. Group, <laughs> yeah, Josh is putting the group there now. Marie and Luis to start the centre half for him. I saw a brilliant um, uh, tweet from uh, Pablo Marie this week. Back at the Emirates, he, t- he and, uh, you know he's giving it all up, big arms and everything in his tweet. I thought you've only played there once. Even if it is only once, <laughs> hey, a fair play, Jim. Brilliant PR, okay. Like that side of it, but um, go on, G. I, so, I, so the defense, I like him, Mary. From what I've seen of him, I do like him. He's very calm on the ball, he's very he's a tough looking kid with regards to you know, he gets his arms up, and he, I don't think he's going to take any prisoners. Uh, I thought he would be. A lot slower than what he appears to be. Uh, obviously, I've not had an hundred meter race with him, but he does look <laughs> a little bit quicker across the pitch than what I imagine. He's a, he's a he's a tall fella, isn't he? Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I didn't think he was going to be that quick across the pitch, but uh, he gets across the grass quite quickly for, for the you know the game we've seen. Um, and and who do you play with him? What have you got? Have you got left? You got. Um, I mean, Mustafi coming to form. You must you must admit that. I, I look for me. For me, I I I don't get the hate on Mustafi. Yes, there's been some high high you know some been some big mistakes, okay, but no more than anybody else. Mm. Yeah, you know, he's been a boo boy for so long, where you know he gets a stick when it's not even his fault. But Jason, uh, he's, he's thirty seconds away from giving a goal away, mate. Unless he is, or Ricky, and I'll tell you one thing: the last you know since Mikel Arteta has come in. 
his performance is through the roof. I'd start him and Luis. I think they they, they partner each other well. Oh, sorry, I missed it. I'd start Mustafi and Luis, I would. Well, against City? Yeah. Oh, fuck me, that's an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> okay, so who are you I would like to play them two together, Mustafi and Luis. They, they are, again, I put him in the same category, Luis, uh, with, with Mustafi. He's, he's, he's only a short time away from making a mistake that could lead to a goal. I do it every, every week. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it does happen. Or, or, or he'll headbutt someone and get <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> Yeah, a penalty away or something like that. He's uh, he's fantastic on the ball, Louise, but he's neither a midfield player or a defender. He's he's, he's caught in between. But listen, he's still getting his two hundred grand a week or one hundred fifty grand a week. How can I? How can I? How can I be? You know, uh, I, what I'd give for that contract. <laughs> what I'd give for that contract. Yeah, that's right. It's okay, G. Um, would you start Tierney or Saka at left back? Well, this is, you know, what, that's what I was trying to get onto earlier on because, you know, you, you're in a position. This Saka, you're trying to tempt him into getting a four or five year contract, right? Ignore the contract. No, no, one minute. Yeah, no, but you can't because you, 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 you've got. What do you do? You, you, to tempt him to get that contract, you're going to need to play him every single game between yeah. now and then, right? So what do you do? You, you've either got to play him or you play Tierney. Now you, you're going to be juggling with who you really want to play. If it's Sucker, <laughs> then play him. You ain't got, you, you've not got to worry about it. But if you really do want to play Tierney there, right, because you think he's the better player, which he is, in my opinion. He's played there since he's been a youngster. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's played there for Celtic at, 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 at you know, a decent level all the way through his career, whereas Saka, he just, he's obviously dropped in there. I would always go for the experience of a, of a player coming up through the ranks as a left-back than one just fit, filling in, especially against a team like Man City. And you got, don't forget, you've got the other kid, he won the best footballers in the world, Raheem Sterling, uh, on that side of it. Is it on that side or the other side? Right or left? Sure. Don't I can't remember. No, it's the Portuguese kid I think he plays on there, the, the left-footed player. What do you call him? Oh, I don't know. oh it's a good Silver. player. Is it Brad Silver? Silver, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, not David Silver, the other Silver. Yeah, Bernardo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bernardo, good player, good player. Yeah. So he, he plays off his left foot on the right side, doesn't he? So, you know, you're going to need a bit of experience and a bit of pace there. I mean, to be honest with you, it's a toss-up between the two of them. But if you're looking to if you're looking to sign the lad on a contract, I think you've got to play him, sucker. Okay. It's, 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 I just find it really interesting at the moment. There's, there's so many different thoughts. I mean, Julian Salmon says... Luis and Mustafi, seriously, Jace? And, and, and I get it. I get it. But I, 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 I thought they were outstanding. Not maybe outstanding since um, uh, since um, uh, Arteta's taken over. The difference in our, our setup and our, our attitude towards defending since Mikel Arteta's taken over is absolutely huge. Um, so we, we, we wait and see. El, your thoughts on that, by and, and, and I want you to touch on... Um, Hector as well, please. Well, firstly, picking your best Ar- Arsenal centre-back is probably like trying to pick your favourite STD because they're all <laughs> shit. It's just which one's less shit. Let's be honest, mate. Like, like We've all got our favourites. Like, I quite like Louise because he's not really a good centre-back, but he does some exciting stuff. And when he was playing for for Chelsea and for PSG, he did. He, he scored a few goals. He's got like a good ball on him. But as an out-and-out defender, do you really want to rely on him? Probably not. 
you obviously like Mustafi a bit, but he's prone to a fucking brain fart as well. <laughs> Ablett Murray's played one game, so how can you really judge him? Apparently, he's the, he, apparently he's the new Beckenbauer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Socrates. Nah. <laughs> I know you don't like him. I think he's he's not awful, but he's not great. He, he's, just... he's, he's a clone. He's an absolute clone on the path. But he's, hey, really he's not that bad, but uh, let's be honest, none of our centre-backs are great. Uh, obviously, the jury's still out on Marie. We'll 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 find out, won't we? In, no, we're forgetting football. Kalasinac at left back as well. You know, he could he could fling it all up in the air and put Kalasinac in there. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Though, I, don't, I don't mind him. I, I don't, don't mind him. Him. And he's he's certainly not. He's not cost us anything. We got him in a free, so all we paid for was his wages. I think he's been a decent signing. He's he is sort of a one trick pony, but. When his trick works, then then fair play to him. But we've got a lot of depth in that position now. I think, like you like you said, Jeff, if you want to tie Saka down to a contract, then you've got to play him. But I, I guess the, the 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 counter argument to that is: does he really want to play a left back, or does he want to play in left wing? Are we going to convince him to sign a contract by playing left back, or in his actual position that he's played most of his career? I do don't you know. Play, do you play him up high in, in that three, but then you've you got to play a Bamiang on the right. A Bamiang and Lacazette have got to play, yeah? I think we'd agree on that. Um, yes and no. Like On on Lacazette's form before the, the, the break in the season, I don't think he deserved to start in place. I thought Martinelli deserved to start ahead of him, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've not seen them in training at the moment, so obviously that 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 volley from Lacazette was pretty sweet against Charlton. But again, like like I said earlier, is is just a friendly. But I think obviously on paper they are our best strikers. So probably you're right. I don't know. Who knows? But going back to the defence, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I think it's too early for Tierney. He's only just come back. I'd probably place, like you said, Jeff. I'd place Aka just to try and convince him to to say to stay. Um, and as for Hector Bellerin, like, God, poor old Hector Bellerin. I feel like he's always he's been that like that promised child that everyone fucking loved and rated. He was Spanish, but he's got like some weird Cockney Spanish accent, so everyone pretty much sees him as like one of our own, even though he's from Barcelona. And he'll probably. If he does manage to string a few games together, we'll fuck off to City or Barcelona in the future. Who knows? But yeah, I feel bad for him. I don't think he ever really realised his full potential because of all the injuries. Hopefully, this little enforced break we've had has helped him to sort of get back to proper fitness, recover from that ACL that he has, and he can come back fit and firing. Because in terms of sort of where we've got a lot of depth on the left back, left wing back position, there isn't really too much on the on the right back. I don't. I don't dislike Ainsley Maitland-Niles. I don't think that's the position he wants to be in. I don't think you should really play someone in a position if their heart's not really in it. And as for Hector Bellerin, he's always been a right back. Well, not always been a right back, but for us, he's always been a right back and that's a position that he wants to play in. So I hope he can take that and make that his spot. What do you do, boys, with regard to, with regard to uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles? Do you... That's a question for later, G. Okay. okay. Add that in. Um, oh, who's our start? Sorry, buh, 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 buh. Uh, Julian Salmon has asked another question on that as well. Look at you. I tell you what, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff's got his crystal baller tonight. Yeah, he's got all the questions pinned yeah. down. <laughs> say, say. You know what would be handy if you sent over the questions beforehand so we knew what we was not asking. No, 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 these these, these, these little chat box. These little chat box ones, these are. They've come up in the chat box they have. So um, I take them as we go along. So. Don't worry, we, we'll get there now. We'll get there now. Say, question, mate. 
Um, first of all, I want you to address the defence. And then, do you think Tierney's going to be ready? You know, you, Ellis just mentioned, you know, that Hector's had a bit of time now to recover, you know, because obviously an ACL is a massive injury. Do you think this time off has really helped these guys like Tierney? Um, you've got uh, Torreira as well, who's been injured. What are your thoughts? Mm, yeah, I mean, I think um, certainly in Tierney's case, he was pushing to sort of get back sort of near around when when the lockdown came in. So um, I think he'll certainly be involved to some extent. And I, and I think he'll be a player that Arteta will really like and really suit the system. I know he's been linked a bit with a couple of moves away. Personally, I think it'd be crazy to sort of get rid of him. He's barely played this season. And I know from um, speaking to people who are out in Dubai, Arteta spent a lot of time with, the, with Tierney in Dubai because Tierney wasn't actually doing full group sessions then so Arteta would get there sort of an hour before and do some one-on work with Tierney um, so he, he certainly someone who values him I think he'll give him a role I think it's going to be interesting now what happens with Saka that, that Tierney's back um, for me Saka was one of the best players of the season but he's made it pretty clear he wants to play as a winger going forward so is he now going to shift up and you have Tierney in class snatches your two left backs which is fine um, but it means that Saka will be playing further forward uh, and for the rest of the defence I think Louise has to play as one of your centre-backs. Um, Hector, for me, has looked a little rusty since he came back, but I think that's perfectly understandable when you've had that sort of injury. But it feels a bit like he's lost a bit of that pace that he used to have. I was watching some of the old games, such as the time you've got in lockdown. And he's, he's, he's not quite got that zip that he had. You know, when he first came on the scene, he was so fast. And I've watched him a couple of times this season. And he's just not the same. And, and I wonder if that is just simply, you know, he's had some horrendous injuries. He's had hamstring problems as well. So maybe for him, this little bit of break to properly rest and then come back might be a big difference. I don't know, but I really hope so because I think we've seen a lot in lockdown with stuff Bellerin's come out with. He was key to all the wage you know, cuts and deferrals that were taken. He really is a big person in that dressing room. He's a big person for this club. You know, He's been there his whole career. So I really hope he gets back to the form that he can play at because as a as a bloke, as a person, he's exactly what the club needs. He's cut his barnet up off, hasn't he, uh, Bellerin? Have you seen? So uh, yeah, well, yeah, he, might, he might get his pace back a bit now. I'm, yeah, that's, I'm, a, that's a good stuff. Bit streamlined now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> a question, say. Okay, so we're talking about Saka. Um, would you play Saka, Martinelli, and Aubameyang as the front three? Uh, it's a difficult. I mean, Ellis touched on it a bit there before lockdown that Lacazette's form wasn't wasn't great. But um, I, I I sometimes find when Lacazette's not in the team that we don't really have that focal point to bring everyone else into play. I know he gets a lot of stick because his goal record's not been great, but I, I do find he does a lot of work with his back to goal that sometimes goes unnoticed. I'm trying to think of the game there was recently when Aubameyang scored this goal and there was just a bit from Lacazette where he just delayed his pass, how much yeah. game it was, by sort of like a couple of seconds and then played it in and stuff like that he is really good at. So I, I do like having Lacazette in the team for that reason. And also, I mean, this, this next these next sort of nine games are going to be really telling because, A, in terms of where we finish up in the league and what it means to transfers and whatnot, but it'll also give us an indication of, of what is the situation with Lacazette. You know, we've had all this break. Everyone's basically back fit. 
you go in Man City away first game, and if you're Lacazette and you're not starting that game, mm. I'm 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 banging on the manager's door, being like, "What's going on here?" And if I'm the manager, I'm saying you need to score some fucking goals, Mush. <laughs> you know, I, I, I gotta be honest. Here. I I I like Lacazette, but his form has been horrible, absolutely horrible. You know, I the, he's some of the some of the misses. Mm. And yet you there was, there was there was a point I can't think when it was. There was a couple of games before the lockdown where he was missing some chances, and you were like, he actually just needs one to go in off his bum or something here, and just yeah. you know completely flute one because he was having that sort of run. Um, so I don't know whether the break from him might have been a good thing. Um, I, I don't. I personally, as well, I don't like a bombing through the middle as much, which is another issue. But then I did. I did was the other day thinking about you know the start of the Europa League campaign. I mean, how long ago does that feel? But when Martinelli was playing as when Martinelli was playing as a striker yeah. through the this, middle, and he looked and you know he looked a threat. And we know with Martinelli, the one thing you do get if you play him through the middle is he will absolutely harry and chase that back four. And this is the thing: you're not going to have a lot of possession against City, okay? So if you've got Saka, Nelson, uh, or Nelson sort of thing. Um, Obama Young and Martinelli, the gas you've got on the break, you know, they're, they're not going to want anybody on their shoulder with that much pace, are they? they you know, it, it will terrify them. One good long ball. And if you've got Luis, if you've got Mustafi, if you've got Xhaka, they can all ping a long ball. Yeah, I mean, I mean the other, the other issue. I'm interested to hear what uh, Ellis and Jeff think about this. But is is is, is Eddie is the other option, isn't it? Um, I mean, everyone went went a bit crazy because he scored a hat trick against Charlton, which no one saw. Um, <laughs> which well, we did we did eventually see. That's a lie. But everyone everyone did get very excited about that. And I I personally and I would be more than happy to be proved wrong, but I'm not convinced he's going to be good enough for Arsenal. For me, he reminds me a bit of. You know, over the years, when Benekafobi came on and looked like he was going to be the real deal, all those years ago, Jay Simpson, you know, Arturo Lupoli, all these sort of players of those flashes of moments. I'm not convinced he's the real deal. But does anyone think, no, Eddie's the man, play him now, get him in the team? Gee. I just don't think Eddie Nketi is the man at the moment to be a number nine for Arsenal Football Club. He may be in maybe a couple of years' time. I mean, I was at that game, I think the Norwich game, wasn't it, when he, he came on and got... Did he get a couple? Of he came on, we were 1-0 down. I was there with my dad watching it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he came on and scored from the corner. You know, it was the only thing. It was a, free, it was a freezing cold night, wasn't it? And um, mm. uh, it, it, it livened everybody up when we was all, all shouting, yeah, he did, yeah, he did, which was, it was great fun. Yeah. It livened it all up. But no, listen, I, I don't know... I, I've watched a lot of football over my life and I used to play up top as a number nine myself. He's got, he's got blags of pace. I'm not sure he can hold the ball up uh, for a team like Arsenal at the moment. I, I just hope he improves. He's a bit lightweight. I think if he's going to play out there, he's got to put a little bit, of, a little bit of timber on, you know, just to, 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 to help himself out, hold the ball up. He's obviously good on the ball with regards to, you know, uh, the, He's passing and stuff like that. He does twist and turn and okay, but I think we're going to need a little bit more than 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 um, Eddie Nketiah if we're going to you know have a go at trying to get into the top four. I like that because you know I know he, he was he was shocking the, the, the two or three months. He was absolutely shocking, but um, 
he's definitely a player in there. I do think he's, he's one of the, he's technically one of the best players at the club. He's he's uh, he's one he gets in front of the goal and he'll just have a strike. He'll strike it left foot or right foot. He'll have a go. He's always positive, um, and he does. He was he was trying to work back, and I think I think what Simon said was 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 true. I think he just needs a bit of a little bit of luck. It fluke a couple of goals, you know, a couple of tappings or something like that. Get a bit of confidence back, and then we're back in business. I do prefer. Bamiyang on that left-hand side. All right, he's been pushed out there because, you know, they're trying to play Lacazette up top. But I do prefer him out there. I think he's a, he's a big threat over on that left-hand side. Um, so we just have to see how we go with him, you know? Okay, cool. Al, your thoughts on it? I, I, specifically, Nketiah. Yeah, again, I, like, like Jeff alluded to, I was um, at the Norwich game when he came on and I've got a bit of a soft spot for him. I'll... I'll I won't lie, like that. He's he's probably lived like all of our dreams. Out, he he's, he scored a goal. I know it was only against Norwich in the in the in the League Cup, but he scored a goal on the whole. The Emirates were chanting his name. Like I, I'd love that, but I think realistically he shouldn't. Well, we ain't got anything to lose, have we? Realistic where we are now, we ain't got anything to lose. We've had this weird break to the season, which no one would have foreseen. Um, we're languishing about ninth in the league. So it's a chance for Arteta to really mix up and try whatever he wants. But personally, I think it, he shouldn't really get in anywhere near the team when you've got the likes of Lacazette, again, woefully out of form before the break and a Bamiyang. He shouldn't really get anywhere. And, and, and Martelli's, like um, Simon alluded to, in the Europa League Cup, he was playing up front as a striker and looking good. And I don't think Eddie Nketiah has ever, ever really played that position and really put a claim to it whereas Martin Lee's had he's had those opposite he's, he's had those opportunities and he's he's taken them I like it Eddie and Kayo, I think he's a bit for me and I know again it, it doesn't really matter if you've got the skills if you've got the ability it doesn't matter what your size is for me he's still a bit scrawny still a bit short I don't think he can really sort of handle himself in the Premier League I'd like to be proved wrong don't get me wrong but I think he's just he's a good low move away from being a good player. If he doesn't get that good low move, doesn't make that sort of transition from fringe youngster to sort of backup striker. I don't think he will. I, he, he reminds me a bit. Can you remember that? Um, I think his name was Makeda, that Italian guy who played for like yeah. Yeah, United. Yeah. Came on, scored a few goals. All United fans were banging on about he's going to be the next greatest thing. And God knows where he is now. He's disappeared. And I can't help but think that could potentially happen to... I hope it doesn't, because like I said, I've got a soft spot for him. I remember going to that game, and me and my dad were buzzing when he, when he came on first touch, scored that header. He's, he has got some ability there, but like I said, I think he just needs a decent low move. I know we've not been the best at getting players good low moves to sort of hone those skills and improve him as a player and take that next step up, but I'm not too optimistic that he's going to have that ability to, ability to do that. I think one of the things we need to look at with Eddie as well is, you know, could he be Ole Gunnisalskia for us? Could he be Fox in the box, just somebody to come in is going to grab you a goal? Because he's obviously got a nose for it. His link-up play with other players is a bit, is a bit of a struggle at the moment. Um, but he's young. You, do you know what I mean? We're in a position now where the transfer market will have taken a hit because of COVID. I don't think there's any point in shipping him out. Unless you're going to give him a good loan, I think I'd start Martinelli ahead of him all day long up top. All day long. I think Martinelli has got X-Factor. I think he's superb. But 
I wouldn't like Eddie off, and I think you know if he, you know he, he got ditched from Chelsea. He's come to the Arsenal. He's done well for himself. If he keeps that attitude and keeps working hard, he could have a future. Fingers crossed. It's with us, okay? And you know, and even if his niche in this team is super sub, that's still a good career for people. Mm, it's difficult for him because I think you've highlighted it quite well there. You wouldn't start him over Martinelli. So you've got Martinelli ahead of him and Aubameyang and Alexa, Lacazette. I think Josh made a really good point in the chat earlier about the five subs. Completely forgot that was even a thing now. So it does give Arteta the opportunity to rotate, mix people in and out. So I think he'll definitely get some opportunities in the next sort of 10 or so games. But in the future, is he really going to get that much other than sort of league uh, League Cup games and probably Europa League? I don't know. I have to wait and see. I have to wait and see. Um, lads, I'm going to go through all now before we go to questions. Um, we've we got, we got nine games left of the season. Is it? Is it nine? Yeah, nine games left of the season. So, I'm going to start with you. Where do you see us finishing, pal? Um, <clears throat> I don't quite see bridging that gap to top four. Um, I actually don't think the issue is the necessarily the number of points to to Chelsea more the number of teams in between I think if if we were fifth and chasing fourth and the gap was that number of points I think it's it, it's surmountable but I think the issue is you know we need three or four teams to have a bit of a stinker to the end of the season to get all that way I think that's the issue so I, I think top seven um which will probably be good for enough Europa League and I think the FA Cup might be one to to really have a go at um I thought that before when Arteta just got the job, partly because of the way he spoke about it and then the team he put out um, in most rounds has been a pretty serious team. You know, he's, he's not gone full kids. He's played fairly strong sides. Um, so I think a good little cut run, top seven for me. I, I just can't quite see being able to catch that top four. Okay, okay, Jeff. You know, you know what, mate? I just, I'm looking at the games. We've got four away games on the bounce, haven't we? including that FA Cup game. That's mad, isn't it, how that's come out? Three, three away games. Is there any reason why that is? And I took it off topic. Any reason why that, that occurred like that? Um, I think one one of the... Yeah, the, the City one was rearranged because yeah. of the Carabao Cup. Yeah. Um, and then they've just got the, the bad luck of having the FA Cup game away from home as well. So it's <laughs> just the way it's fallen. But yeah, it's 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 not ideal. I fancy seventh, really, to be honest with you. The, the, maybe, maybe six is the best we can do. Uh, I think we can we can overcome. Who they got? You got you got uh, Liverpool, City, Leicester. Who else is there? Oh, we can overcome Wolves. I reckon. I I've got it here. Sheffield United are above us, aren't they? Well? Yeah. yeah, Wolves, Spurs, United. Yeah, so yeah. we're ninth. Spurs at eighth. Sheffield United seventh, and Wolves sixth. Six. I'll go six. I think we got above Spurs, Sheffield United, and Wolves. Okay. Currently, we're on forty with twenty-eight games above us. Are Tottenham with. 41 points from 29. Sheffield have got another game in hand like us, 28-43. Wolves, 43. I'm hoping Sheffield just drop out of it. You know, there might might be too much pressure by then. I think their home games are going to suffer, aren't they? Them, Wolves... Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, even United, to be honest, they. Um, Tottenham won't notice the difference. Yeah, Um, United maybe. We could maybe pick United. So that would be four places. What does that bring us up to fifth or fifth? Fifth or something. Fifth, yeah, fifth. But this is the thing, you know, I, I think it's all to play for. L, what do you think? You know, I mean... Um... Um, I, I think fifth is 
respectful considering where we are. Like I'd be quite happy with fifth. I, I, I'd take fifth. Um, again, I, anything could happen. Get, we don't really know how any team's really prepared. It, it's strange, isn't it? Because uh, I felt like we were sort of on the up before. Like I know Simon mentioned the person who made the joke about COVID coming at a good time for us. I'm not sure that joke even works because I thought we were sort of on the up. We, we hadn't lost a game in 2020. I think we were like up there with the amount of game points other than Liverpool. For um, Sai so, so said a player had made the joke. Oh, okay. A player had made the joke from um, from, a, from from an, from another team. I should clarify. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, okay. No, but let's be honest, boys. Okay, you know, there's over fifty thousand people dead from COVID. None of us here are making a joke about it. It's it, it's shit times. Okay, it's it, it's been absolutely lunacy recently. But you know, and a heart's go to everybody affected by it. No, 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 I went. I won't make the point about the joke. Yeah, just... no, I, know, I know that. I just want to make it clear to everyone because you know, you know, people's comments can be made, can be misconstrued sometimes. You know, I mean, the only thing we've lost is is, is Olympiacos since the Chelsea game um, when Chelsea gave Atleta's first game. Yeah, I think that was. Although that's something that has happened to us a lot, I think that was more of a blip. Personally, like that was shit. And you, yeah. you occasionally get them shit games, and it unfortunately it happened in a game where you, you lose and you get knocked out of the competition instead of just dropping three points. But hey, oh, like yeah, go, going back to your uh, previous question, I think yeah, we'll probably we'll probably get fifth. We've got a few difficult games there. I actually thought someone made a really good point about it might actually help the Arsenal that we haven't got like the away fans to contend with. We might just just get on with it. Like we all know how sort of or how fragile our teams have been made out in terms of like their mentality and, and hopefully that won't really come into effect when you're playing in, in empty stadiums without the noise of a of like a harsh I'm trying to think of like a a stadium but yeah you, you get the point I mean so yeah I think I I don't think we'll get top four I think that is just slightly out of reach like, like Simon says in, in terms of like points difference we've got a game in hand and we're only eight points behind Chelsea which which when you look at it if you put us in fifth we'd probably be not confident, but we'd be hopeful that we could surpass that. But there are so many things to come into account between us. You've got Tottenham, Sheffield United, Wolves, and Man City, uh, Man United, sorry, and not and obviously Chelsea that we're trying to catch. There's a lot of teams in between that, so I think that's just that's a bit too much for us to mount. I th- I'm hopeful that Arteta will probably just use this as a period to try and get his ideas across the team, try and get the team playing in a way that he wants us to play, trying to play with a bit more flair, just making us a bit more enjoyable to watch than what we have been for the last season and a half um, and we've still got an FA Cup on we're the most successful FA Cup team there is in, the, in, in English football so you never know like, again list, listening back to um, uh, the Tuesday Club they were talking about Arteta's notes and he was talking about how much pride he had in winning the FA Cup when he was a player so I think he'd, he'd really relish the opportunity as his first sort of or his first half season at a club to to win the FA Cup like he does as a player but as a manager so you can, it always happen like we, we just don't know do we it could go horribly wrong it could go amazingly well for us we just don't know this coronavirus unfortunately has just sort of added extra uncertainty into where we could finish and what what trophies we could win but hopefully it works in our favour okay okay um, I'm going to go fourth we're going to finish fourth that's the end <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that, <laughs> There's no football uh, played, and you're the most positive man in the world. Uh, I'll remember that when we have <laughs> a few games in. Jase, you want to you, you pick up that bottle, see with the strength on it for me, please? So I Okay, to be fair, I've only been drunk once this year, okay? Once yeah. this year, I know. Yeah, right right now. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle my beer anymore, boys, yeah. I can't. But no, look, I, I just think you rock out with your cock out. I've always said, you know, sports about ambition. So you go for it. I may be totally wrong. If I, if I, if I am wrong, who gives the monkeys? But I'm going for fourth FA Cup for some big city are still in there. It's the only team I worry about city. But let's wait. Who else is in there? City. It's the um, only team you worry about. But you're talking about us beating them in the next game. <laughs> well, look, I'm being ultra positive, and I, you know, what I mean, but no, but look, I just think you go up there and you, you know, you smash them in the face. You know, you, you you've got a chance to have a go at them. You know, they're gonna. I know Pep is the ultimate guy for, you know, preparing his teams, etc. But. I think Arteta knows Pep well. You know, they're, they're, they're all, you know, there's going to be that little bit of, um, uh, you know, a against Pep since signing for us. His first game against Pep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The last time we played City, um, I think they were showing the Fenerbahce Tuesday Club again. Uh, it had, um, we had Guendouzi and Torreira as our midfield. And, you know, I mean, fucking okay, you know, I'm sorry, okay, but Unai Emery's an absolute clown. But, um, uh, you know, we'll just wait and see. So the teams left in the FA Cup, boys, Norwich and United, Sheffield United and us, Leicester City and Chelsea, Newcastle and Man City. So that, that's what's left. I mean, um, we're at the quarterfinal stage now. That could be all of them. Quite comfortably, other than Man City, I think. I, th- I think we smashed it. Beat Man City in the semis, didn't we? A couple of years ago, a few years ago. Yeah. I tell you so what, okay, yeah. Yeah. that's the bit before we. Yeah, we also got dicked in the league final as well, like three-one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Hey boys, yeah, yeah. let's try to bring positive now. Um, let's go to questions then, guys. Let's go to questions. First question was from Julian Salmon. Uh, start with you, Jeff, coming round, then to um, Ellis, then Sai. Um, actually, no, I'm going to go Simon on this. Um, just Simon on this one. I do apologise. Sorry, any news on Saka's contract talks? All gone a bit quiet. Uh, I think that's the same for all contract talks. <laughs> I think, uh, as we saw when the Louise news came out, that um, his contract was a one plus one instead of a two year deal. So, um, I mean, I mean, the difficulty with contracts now. Is obviously going to be, you know, the whole squad have taken a twelve and a half percent pay cut, and now you've got to go and redo redo someone's contract, uh, which isn't ideal. Um, the Saka one, of, they're still desperate to get it done. Um, I mean, for me personally, I've said it before, but I put getting Saka's deal done above Aubameyang's personally, just because I think of the value of this kid. You know, he's eighteen now, and if and if we're forced to sell him now with a year to go for what, I don't know, what would you get? You know, fifteen. Maybe twenty million if you're lucky, and the rate he- you're only gonna get compensation, aren't you? You're not well gonna- if you if, if you know if you sell him now with a year to go. If you sell him this summer and say right, we're not gonna let you go for free next summer. You know what you're getting ten fifteen million mm-hmm. for an eighteen year old. Yeah. But and you know and he 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 could easily be worth in my opinion if he went to somewhere like Dortmund and tears it up. He could be worth eighty million in three years at the rate he's going at. 
So he's okay. he's one they've got to get done, and the club want to get it done. So it's just a question of of That's getting it done. How much would you pay him a month? Uh, how much a week could he get? In? I don't know what's it worth, but he's not he's not on very much money now. I can tell you that. So well, this is this is the problem, though. You know, he's on. You know, and I guarantee you, he's being tapped up by a few other clubs saying, oh, yeah. you know, no matter what happens, you know, oh, we'll massively. Keep you 200 but, but, grand he is. He is someone who is, I think, thankfully got a good group around him. Um, he listens to his dad an awful lot. Um, and I think he's got quite a good group and family around him. And, and I think they are aware of what um, Arsenal have done for a club for him and certainly bring it through the ranks. So, I mean, Jeff, Jeff is totally right. And it, it was the same in all situations. When you're a young kid and someone's coming up to you and say, look, you can have this amount of money there, this amount of money there. And it's difficult. And I think what Arsenal's way around it and their argument will have to be is like look we know you we know you as a player Arteta knows you we can give you the minutes just wait the money will come you know you're 18 years old but it's it's difficult isn't it you know it's, it's so hard for someone to say that okay boys question 50 grand a week you're mad yeah I, I think oh, you, I think you, I, I think he could I think he could go if he left on a free you know, in a year's time, he could be getting a hundred. I mean, Hudson Adoy's on one hundred and thirty grand a week. Oh, yeah, but hold up, yeah. that, that, that is an outlier. That is a massive outlier. Yeah, but I, I think I think Saka could go somewhere in a year for free and get a hundred grand a week. You Maybe not. In the... him, you cannot offer Saka fifty grand a week. No one in the world. What would you offer him, G? You've got to give him the the market rate. I fancy he's going to. I fancy you're going to have to go and have to give him one hundred and twenty grand a week. So, so, so as a club. Okay, mm-hmm. let, 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 let me be quite clear here now. We let Aaron Ramsey go for nothing, who wanted yeah. 230 grand a week. Yeah. Okay, 230 grand yeah. And we're going to give an 18 year old who, who we, we're seeing the talent, you know, we are seeing the talent, but he's hardly the finished article. Are we going to give him 130 grand a week? Yeah, but we did similar with, with Aaron Ramsey when he was in the same position with, with, with Arsenal. You know what I'm saying? Should we give him, he was getting top money uh, for his age at that particular time. Sometimes you got listen. You it, it is really you can never know. You you might give him the you might give him the 120 grand a week, and he goes and tears his ACL, and he's out for 18 months, and he don't really recover properly from it. God bless, he doesn't. You know, but. Yeah. You know, to be in the market, this is the kind of thing you're going to have to do. You're going to have to take a punt, give him the money, or you're going to have to let him go. Wages are going to drastically change, though. I think we're like we're underestimating the effect that this is going to have on 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 the the cost of wages. I don't know if we can go around like a club like Arsenal can go around offering that for Saka. No, no, but it will it will be for the seventy percent of the clubs in the world, right? But you've Mm. still got them top top clubs that will want the top top players and also they're all trying to buy the top top youngsters oh, yeah, don't get to me do wrong. that they've got to give the big money and they'll take a chance they've got it yeah, yeah don't get me wrong you've got, you've got all the all arcs you've got the people that the the, the, the fucking guys that are going to buy Newcastle United they ain't going to care they're going to be able to throw whatever they want at anyone no matter what the financial climate but we're not a club run like that so I think we'll really struggle if we, if we say we give that to Saka and I'm not saying he's going to turn that way, and it it goes to shit. We're going to be up shit creaking with another player that's fucking on a lot more money than what he's worth. Yeah, I'm not saying I would give um, the 120 grand a week. No, I'd, the most I'd offer him is you know 70 grand or something like that. But I'm not sure. Put it this way: you can offer him 70 grand, but I do think he will be tempted with other clubs, or will offer him a lot, maybe twice that. Oh, yeah. I don't agree with you there. If you want to offer 70k with incentives. 
Okay, and you know, you you hit these sort of numbers, and it it, it goes up to you know x amount. I mean, that, that's a, still a massive, massive, um, uh, <sighs> you know, contract. Listen, you, you're in a position right where your son, you, you, you know, if you're guiding him like like the old man obviously is. Your son is at Arsenal at the minute. I don't know. I don't think he's on no kind of money. You know, he's, no, he's on about three, four grand a week, isn't he? Yeah. So, so he's at Arsenal, um, and you know they're going to offer him a contract that that's let's say it's seventy grand, right? Yeah. You've got that choice, or let's just say someone like Manchester United really fancy him, and they're offering me hundred and fifty grand a week. And I'll tell you what we we'll do: we'll buy the old man and your old mama house. Yeah. Uh, in, in, what are you going to do? You know, it's, it's very difficult. Like I say, because he might, he might not, he's, he's not made it yet. He's by nowhere near made it, that sucker. He's got a lot to do. Listen, things, okay? I, I, I just think, okay, if the likes of City, United, or Chelsea want to outbid us, we're screwed no matter what we want to do. They will outbid us, okay? I mean, United, Chelsea's a bit different at the moment. You know, they're just coming off the, the ban, the transfer ban. Um, I think, as Josh was saying on the on, on last week's pod, uh, on the weekend's pod, sorry, then you know, Abramovich is not putting any money in that club anymore. He's not putting any cash into it. So we're gonna have to wait and see. But you know, with City, you know, with United, it's bottomless pit of money. So you know, are we gonna break the bank for? I, I, and I love Saka. I think he's a lovely little player, but he's nowhere near proven. Nowhere near. So no, he's got a lot to do yet, hasn't he? Gonna be interesting, boy. And, 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 he's, and he's been playing out of position. You yeah. know, you know, if he does put his foot down, I'm just thinking out loud. If he does put his foot down and say, "Listen, boys, I, I, don't, I don't really want to play at left back, right? I do want to concentrate on playing on the left hand side as an attacking player." Then you got, you got, you got, you got, you got to make a decision because we got him and Martinelli. Do, what do you do? Yeah, you got Martinelli as a nine. You got Aubameyang who, who, who can only play as a nine. Then or on the right hand side. Or you got to think about what Saka's got to do, you know? Well, well funny enough, GK, Sam Fisher asks, would you guys keep a Bamiyang? I mean, if we let him go, Lacazette is clearly not a leader, not a leader like Aubameyang is. I, I look at Lacazette and Aubameyang at the moment. I think it's difficult to replace Aubameyang's goals. Okay, but if you are going to replace them, Martinelli's the man to do it. Okay, I think you've got him. You're going to need an experienced backup to come into place. Would you let Lacazette or Aubameyang go, Jeff? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. It's a, it's a tricky one. I'd rather keep them both. I'd rather do our absolute best to keep them both because they're two, they're two of the best players at the football club. There's no doubt about that. Um, that's without question. But you know you've got Martinelli there. I think he can he can he can do that wide role or as a centre forward. You know sometimes it, it might be best to, to drop one of them out, maybe take a few quid on one of them, and and have a punt on one of them youngsters like Saka or Martinelli, and you know plough the money into them boys, see if they can uh, see if they can do it. But you you know then you are dropping out 
maybe 20 goals a season immediately from from the from the scorecard where as they, them boys have got to step up and and, and, and replace them goals you know it's, it's a it's a tough one it's not easy it's like some of the boys that you see on twitter they, they're all right playing fifa and stuff like that yeah. but you know it's in the, in the real world mate it's totally totally different <laughs> Oh, look, you know, I, I, I was not, I was never a fan of Aubameyang until he came here. And the player I've seen, in comparison to the player I thought we were getting, is totally different. I love him. I'm a big fan of Lacazette, okay? But if I'm Mikel Arteta, do I think, well, if I can get decent money for the pair of them, move them both on, really strengthen my midfield and D, Okay, and by a couple of players who I know are going to chip in, you know, goals here and there, and concentrate on developing Saka, Martinelli, Nelson, etc. Do I take that risk? If I'm brave, I take the risk. But you can't buy experience, and if you let Aubameyang walk out the door, you're looking at a golden boot winner who, to be fair, he just finds a way, doesn't he? Just finds a way. Alice. I do whatever I could possible to keep Aubameyang at the Arsenal. Just since he's joined us, he's the top, like no one's scored more than him since he joined us in the Premier League. He has proven goal scorer. He's done it at Dortmund. He's done it at us. Yeah, he's never gone to like a massive club. He's obviously been linked to like Madrid in the past. He didn't take up the, didn't take up the chance, but We've got him now. He's what? He's getting on a bit now, isn't he? He ain't got many. He's not going to get another big contract in him, I don't think. If we give him the big contract, I think that's where he'll be. Yeah, people have got their reservations about him, how he tried to leave Dortmund, whatever. I think he's a good character to have around the club. Like you said, he's a golden boot winner, and he'll probably, if you keep him at a miss, that's another golden boot that he'll probably win for us. Um, for me, I do whatever I could to keep Abami out of the club. I know he misses chances, but like you say, he finds a way to get goals and I'd much rather have like, I, I just think it's mad. Like you take us back like five, six years and to think we had like Giroud and our backup was Sonogo. And now we're probably worse off in the league, but we've got a Yang who again, I wouldn't say I followed him greatly, but like I knew he was a good player. I knew he was good for Dortmund. He's the sort of guy that you keep an eye on. He's the sort of, he was part of that Dortmund team that, I've not really watched. I tried to get into the German football, but without the fans and without any sort of like real context to the games, I didn't. But he was one of those players in that Dortmund team, along with Mkhitaryan, believe it or not, um, got Lewandowski, those sort of players that play for Dortmund who were exciting to watch in the Champions League. And just just to have him at Arsenal, I just love it. I love the fact I never thought he'd ever come to Arsenal. I never thought that would be a player we'd get. We got him in a January transfer window of all things as well, which is mad considering like our recent January transfer business. And I just think we'd be forced to get rid of him. I think he's actually good to have around the club. I think he'd be good for the development of like the players like Martinelli. I just, if you said to me, I've got to sell Lacazette or Aubameyang, I'd pick Lacazette all day long. I like Lacazette, don't get me wrong, but in terms of his form at the moment, in terms of the goals that Aubameyang brings, he wins hands down in that, that, that competition. Again, like, like Jeff, I'd like to keep both. Um, I don't think you're really going to get much money for Lacazette given his current form at the moment and the current climate. Um, and as for Aubameyang, I think what you could make from him, from selling him to another club, probably wouldn't be worth what we'd make with the goals that he'd bring us. And I've, the rumours that you see going about 
again, they're just rumours and people say it to get like the fans rolled up to get hits and clicks. But if we sold him to a Premier League rival, I'd be absolutely gutted. The only, I'd only, I would be happy to sell him if we sold him. Then it'd have to be to someone across in, the, in another country in Syria or back to a Bundesliga or somewhere like that. But okay. for me, I'd keep him. I love him. Uh, so, here's a scenario. Newcastle United have just been bought by the Saudis. They offer us 100 million quid for um, Aubameyang. And no. <laughs> and you get to develop Saka on the left-hand side. Would you do it? I think it's if if you offer me 100 million for Aubameyang, I think you've got to take that. Doesn't matter. I think the issue is going to be is that the, I think this summer window is really going to be probably a bit like the housing market. It's going to be you know a buyer's market. It's not going to be you're not going to get great value for your players. So I think the issue Arsenal are going to have is you're going to be torn between we haven't got very much money obviously we've asked players to take a pay cut so do we take the rationale that look we need the money if someone comes in with a bombing and offers us 40 50 million or do you take the rationale that look we haven't really got any money to spend on transfers anyway sod it we're not going to get a good amount of money for him we're not going to get what we really think a bombing worth so do we just keep him and let him go for free Personally, I can't see the club taking a stance of letting a Bomian go for free, particularly after the whole Ramsey saga. Um, I can't see that happening. Raul, Raul made a big deal of that in here. Yeah, they did. They did make a very when they certainly when they joined or well, when they got promoted to Raul Vinay's being these two sort of you know hierarchical figures. They made a big point about that not yeah. going to happen again with contracts. And I know this is a, a different climate that we've got into, um, but for me. <sighs> I think uh, I think just given the situation the club are in, I think if you get offered good money, if you've got to take it. Lacazette, the only interesting one I would think with Lacazette is if it could be done. Um, I think one of the few clubs that like him are Atletico. And, and normally you get these sort of pie-in-the-sky swap deals that do the round on Twitter. But I think you will actually get more of these swap deals because of the nature of you know cash flow being quite low in terms of clubs. So I would wonder if there was any way of, of trying to get Lacazette out the door with Atletico and get party in. That's the only sort of one I could see with Lacazette. Now, funny um, enough, that's what I want to develop here because both Julian... And um, Sam Fisher have spoken about midfielders. Paul Nell has also spoken about um, Xhaka in midfield. We haven't got enough time to go into that, Paul. I do apologise. Um, but we will be. There's another show on the weekend. If you jump in the chat box, then the boys will answer it then. Um, but there's a lot of talk about party. Um, so, mm. Jeff, you know, I mean, I'd happily. You know, I'd happily swap Lacazette for Party. He's you know, he's more athletic than anything we've got in there at the moment. I think, you know, I, I do think we've got a lot of talent, including AMN, who we need to get, give a chance in midfield to. But this boy, he's more athletic. He's got a bit of pace, which we don't seem to have in that midfield. Would you do a swap deal with Lacazette and Party and a bit of cash? Is that me, Jace? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think I've only seen him a couple of times. Party, it looks, it looks useful. It looks, it looks quite aggressive, and he's tidy on the ball. Go big dog. Um, yeah, um, I, I, but I, I can't really 
I can't I can't really evaluate him when I've only seen him over like two or three games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He played against us in the in the semis a couple of years ago. Party. I don't think he did, did he? Didn't he? Didn't have yeah, someone did. similar? Did he play? I'm not sure. Was, it, was he subbed off? I can't remember now. Oh, uh, say. But anyway, he, 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 I've not seen enough of him really to to, to to look at a deal like that. But um, we do. I think we do need better players in the midfield area. So if we can bring him in and and keep the strikers, um, then I would I would try and do that rather than just lose a striker. Okay. Um... Alice. Again, like Jeff, I've not really seen much of Partey. I don't really watch, like, <laughs> a bit boring. I don't really watch much football other than Arsenal. I tried to watch it when there was no football going around. I tried to watch a bit of Bundesliga. Didn't like it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch a bit of Champions League because that's, like, the best of the best, isn't it? But, like... You, you said you sounded like Danny there, Earl. Honestly, you did. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> there you go, Danny, for you. Um, yeah, like... You just don't get the same context. Like, obviously, it depends on why you support football. But like, I support Arsenal because of like my dad. He like basically brainwashed me from a young age. I didn't have any choice but support it, and then I fell in love with it. Whereas I've not got that connection to any other football club in the world. So for me, it's really difficult to to get behind and enjoy other football. Other than obviously, again, probably not a popular opinion on the pod, but I like England football because it reminds me of watching it with my friends. With my dad, but like international England football players, um, but yeah. Also, I've not watched him. If he played a lot, and if if we played in the in the Champions League, then I'd probably watch a bit more of him. But we, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, put, he he played against us in the semis. He played midfield in the uh, our home tie, and mm. played uh, right back. I think it was in the, in 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 the in their home tie. Oh God, not someone who can play in different positions. We don't need another one there. <laughs> Say, so, answer your own question, pal. Would you? Would you do it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I like parties um, as a player. He is. I think. I mean, for so freaking long, we've moaned about not having a defensive midfielder. Um, I think ever since this pod was created, it's been every freaking pod we've <laughs> said that we need Santos. But yeah, I think he, the one thing, if it's not party, I think. There, there is a, a gap in the squad for a player of that ilk um, in terms of, you know, powerful, strong, combative. We don't really have that sort of presence in the middle of the park. Um, haven't had it for a long time, actually. So if it's not party, I think that that is the area I would strengthen out of the whole squad, I think, is a player in that mould. Um, particularly if money's going to be tight, that's the one signing I would make. I'd, I'd spend all the money on a on a defensive field. I think you've got Saliba coming in at centre-back. Um, are there many of them knocking around though like no I mean that is the issue and that, and that is why I mean the, the problem is with party as well you know he's got this release clause of sort of 45 million pounds which pre pre-coronavirus and you know the economic climate change was probably quite a reasonable you know amount of money for someone like that but now unless Arsenal you know get players out the door and maybe it's Lacazette either as a swap or selling Lacazette I can't see how you pull off a deal like that but if you're going to spend the money this summer I've, I've agreed with some of the questions of people in the chat saying I think defensive midfielder is, is what you spend on as we've said in every freaking pod since we started yeah, look we, we've needed we've needed somebody of quality I think it's more B2B we need than a, than a DM I've got to be honest with you. I think something like you know, okay we don't know if it's going to be parked you know, that's just somebody who's been mentioned a lot but, you know, I mean, we have no idea. 
but and uh, somebody with a bit of dog who's got that athleticism and pace, and he does fit the bill in respect to that. Uh, but who knows what's going to happen? Um, I think that's it for tonight, guys. Um, to the questions we haven't got to, my apologies, especially Paul Nell. I'm sorry, but we've run out of time. Um, football's coming home. It's coming back. Thank God. Uh, it's not going to be what we expected it to be, but at least it's something. Let's just hope all the players and all the staff and all you guys stay safe. That's the big thing. You know, we don't want it becoming a disaster for anybody and we don't want anybody getting ill. That's the, that's the big thing. Uh, my thanks to my guests tonight. First of all, Jeff Arsenal. G. Oh, great you, fun, mate. Great to be back, honestly. Really enjoyed it. And listen, thanks for having me again. Oh, mate. It's, it, it's not the same without you. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, to the hero in the trenches, Ellis Mel. Thank you, mate. Thank you, mate. It's been a pleasure. I've loved it. The fact that we spoke for almost an hour and a half with actual no Arsenal games to talk about was amazing. I'm not being funny. I could have carried on for another hour. I could have carried on for another hour. Not a problem. <laughs> I'm glad to have you back, pal. Glad to have you back. Good to be back. Mr. Collins. Thank you for having me. I very much enjoyed it. Um, it seems quite weird that, you know, in eight days' time, we'll be, we'll be watching... Arsenal have just finished losing 6-0 to Manchester City. It seems so weird. <laughs> but it's nice to have it back. And, and I think what, what we've also seen is how, you know, I think like four weeks ago, I think it was a bit like Jeff sort of said earlier on, I couldn't have imagined the thought of having just the concept of football because there was so much going on. Yeah. But I, I think now it just, it kind of almost feels a bit touch wood. It feels like the right sort of time for it to come back. It hasn't been rushed too early. And, and I think we all need, you know, a bit of a distraction and, and a light relief, as painful as watching Arsenal may be. I think it'll be cathartic for some of us. Uh, look, I, I, who knows, OK? Who knows how this is going to all unfold? OK, I'm just hoping it's positive, things get better. I'm sick of hearing about people dying and being ill. I've had enough, you know what I mean? The world's gone mad. And a bit of sanity with football would be nice. Um, Sorry, do me a favour. Next time you chat to um, Gareth Southgate, just tell him he was the second most important people you spoke to today. <laughs> well, I'm still convinced Danny was on both Zoom calls. I think that's what Danny... I think that's all the, G, all, that's all the GFP. The GFP has got a finger in many pies and you can let that image stay in your head all night. Oh, Jesus, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather not. Um, to everybody in the chat box... I've missed you all. Loki's there. Winston's there. Paul Nell's there. Archie, um, Stefan Selby, Iki, Ikiwawa is there. Supercalifragilistic, Expiasidocious, Matthew Hudson, um, Thunder Road, Cyan Vesh. Our very special guest tonight is obviously Vivian um, Whittle, um, Lord Hillwood's daughter. Viv, we miss him. We love him. Um, we hope you're well. And we hope you're enjoying life. But by God, it's been good to see you guys back there. So thank you so much. There'll be another podcast on the weekend, fellas and girls and guys. Um, then there's going to be on June the 17th, it's back. We're going up to the Etihad. We're going to smash City in the gob. We're going to kick them in the nads and we're bringing three points home. Fourth is on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Thank you for being with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Podcast this weekend. Keep it Arsenal. Take care. Good night. God bless.
I lost it myself. I've forgotten. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>